Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Catlin. And welcome to the How, How to, to Love, Love Me podcast. podcast. Hello. And welcome to another episode of How to Love Me. What up, guys? Welcome. And we're back. Yep. You know, this is the podcast where we talk about mental health and relationships. Specifically our relationships. Oh my god. So... <laughs> We're in 2021. We are. And, you know, it's been a saying forever, or as long as I can remember, hindsight being 2020. Mm-hmm. And seeing we just got through 2020, which was an epic shit show, to say the least. Yeah, 2020 was a garbage fire. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but there's things that we can all learn from 2020. Oh, totally. 2020 wasn't a complete write-off. No, not at all. No, and there's no way, like, if you guys think that 2020 was a total write-off, you guys really got to just sit back and really think about what it was. Yeah, do a little bit of reflection. Right? Because it was tough. So what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about 2020, everything we went through, and what we've learned. Mm-hmm. You know, because we went through struggles because our relationship is growing. I mean, yeah. we're coming up on being together for two years. Yeah. And, you know, the second year of our relationship, there's been, I guess, more struggles. A lot more struggles. Well, I'm not going to say a lot. I, I, I'm still going to say that there was a lot. Well, that doesn't make me feel good. No, I'm so... not saying we had external struggles. <laughs> I'm saying our relationship wasn't a struggle, but everything surrounding our relationship was well, a struggle. Well, seeing this podcast is specifically about our relationship. That's what I was gearing it towards. Well, fuck guess I'll me just go gently. fuck myself yeah. then. Yeah, politely. Thank you. Politely. Politely, of um, So, yeah, 2020. What a shit show. Yeah. So. How did 2020 start out with us? Well, well, let's kick it off. We uh, we started 2020 just getting back from Dominican. Yep, we just got back from a nice relaxing vacation with your family. Yep, got back to a cold snap. Yeah, it was really freaking cold. It was like minus 40, you Minus guys. 40, minus 45, somewhere in there. And that's degrees Celsius. But just so everybody knows, Fahrenheit and Celsius match up at minus 40. So minus 40 in both. Yeah, so it was minus 40. Yeah, it was fucking cold. Stupid cold. Stupid, stupid cold. Um, And then got back to work. Mm-hmm. I got laid off. Yep, pretty much immediately. Yep, pretty much immediately. And I went, what, three weeks without a job, which mm-hmm. was really bad. Yeah, that was a bad depression for you. Because in that three weeks, you basically just sat on the couch and didn't really want to do anything. Well, I spent the first couple of days just saying, you know what? I'm going to take a rest for myself. I mm-hmm. haven't, you know... Time to really just catch my breath. Yeah. But that ended up being longer than I wanted it to be because the markets were shit. No one was hiring. So I couldn't find a job. Not in my sector anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not in your field. So, I mean, it wasn't until the end of January that I found a job that was outside my field and I had to relearn a whole new thing. Well, and not even that, you also took a massive pay cut. Massive. Massive pay cut. Just because I had to. Mm-hmm. I'm still technically in a pay cut, quite a large pay cut, but slowly building myself back up. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I went through my my low point of our relationship because mm-hmm. that was really tough for me. Yeah. Um, you were there when I needed you to be there and you were always there to support. Mm-hmm. So financially, 2020 was the hardest year I think I've ever had because I went from, you know, making good money and, you know, truthfully, I was living my life. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I mm-hmm. will say, um, 
since the passing of my sister, I find myself being more of um, living for the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't really do a lot of planning, uh, and I hadn't before that. So that's one of the things that I had to approach during the 2020 season, mm-hmm. because I can't just live for the time that I'm living right now. I have to start planning for my future again. Yeah, exactly. Which is something that, you know, I, I had been doing, but not to that full not to the extent yeah Yeah, exactly so it was a bit of a learning lesson for me on that Mm -hmm. um it was a big learning lesson for kelly because she saw me in that low point Mm -hmm. like she saw me you know super depressed i mean i'm not gonna lie my depression was so bad i had i had more thoughts of suicide in 2020 than i'm willing to admit yeah not the most i've ever had but pretty fucking close yeah I mean, I'll be honest, guys. I'll I'll be blunt about it. I would be driving back from work, hating my life and thinking I could just take one quick sharp turn here and end it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was real. Um, It was a real struggle for me. And then then you add Kelly's problems on top of this Mm -hmm. because, I mean, you got laid off at the end of January. So, no. Originally? No, no. That was in March. Oh, it was in March. Basically, so those of you who have been listening for a while know that Kat and I used to work together. He was my project manager. I was the project manager assistant. So we went from working together side by side every single day to him being laid off, being super depressed, being at home, me still having to go into the office and continue working the way that I was before, which was super uncomfortable and super awkward because everybody in the office knew that we were in a relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody knew that this layoff was affecting both of us mm-hmm. because we live together and we have, you know, all of our things together. So that was a little bit of a struggle, just getting back into the same mindset that I needed to get into to be able to, you know, have perform my job the way that I wanted to. Yeah. And then in March, shortly before, actually, no, it was a few days after uh, COVID hit Canada. Um, and locked us down. And locked us down. Yeah, then I got my first layoff. Yeah. And then the company, thankfully, was able to get wage subsidy. They were able to bring me back on. However, there wasn't enough work for me. Yeah. So I more or less was just kind of sitting at home doing nothing, which I cannot freaking stand. Yep. I would rather be working pretty much any time. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit of a struggle. Well, and I mean, then, idle hands do the devil's work. Exactly. Exactly. So like for the first, you know, f- I don't even know how many months, probably for the first like two months or so after my layoff, I was having a really, really hard oh. time trying to figure out what it was that I was going to fill my day with. Because like I'm sitting at home by myself pretty much all day, just me and the dogs Catelyn was still deemed an essential worker, so he was still able to go out and work and be out of the house and everything, but I'm in lockdown by myself all day. So I was having a really hard time just trying to figure out what I was going to fill my days with, Mm -hmm. how I was going to feel some sort of sense of purpose. So that's when I started taking over editing the Mental Wealth Podcast from you. And then that's when we started our podcast. Yeah. So luckily with the Mental Wealth project like well the mental health podcast if it Mm -hmm. wasn't for that we would have been struggling way harder Mm because honestly it was a light in our lives it It still is it It still is it 100 (laughs) still yeah not was it's not past tense it still is yeah um we do still find a lot of joy in it and a lot of purpose from it 
But if we didn't have that, I I don't know how we would have dealt with, yeah. you know, at least for the first half of 2020. I don't know how we would have made it through. Yeah, exactly. Because that gave me my sanity back. Yeah. So starting this podcast, guys, was one of the best things. So the funny part is, is when we were in 2020 and it was an absolute shit show, I think like four months in, I'm like, you wait, babe. It's mm-hmm. all going to turn around. Yep. At the end of 2020, it's going to turn around and it's going to just end up being the best year ever yep. because we went through this shit and it lined us up. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to stay that optimist. Honestly, guys, that was the only thing that was keeping me out of my depression mm-hmm. was trying to be optimistic as much as humanly possible, Yeah, which was tough. Well, and it was tough for me to see you kind of go through that depression depression too because i went from seeing you at such a high Mm -hmm. because you know like we're in a new relationship we're in that honeymoon phase we're working together you know like we're we're building this life together and we felt like we had kind of everything that we needed to a nosedive in the complete opposite direction yep so seeing you being so you know like ecstatic and happy and you know up every single day to having you know hit kind of like your all-time low or at least at that point, that was, you know, the lowest I'd ever seen you. Yeah. It was really freaking hard transition. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it was a hard transition for me too. Mm-hmm. Like that was a, a real tough thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to deal with it. Like a lot of these feelings were new. I felt useless. Yeah. I am an old school guy. I believe, I still believe that I will be the breadwinner in the family. Mm-hmm. I will support our family and give our kids and you the lifestyle that you guys deserve. Well, and that's the thing you, you have always, at least for as long as I've known you, you've prided yourself on being a provider. Yeah. So not being able to provide was really, really difficult for you. Well, I mean, it's, it's how I was raised. You look at my dad, my dad has been a provider since for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. My dad took some shitty ass jobs and was gone a lot of my childhood but it was and and i never never once judged him for that Mm -hmm. because i knew what he was doing i knew he was out there providing for the family and giving me the lifestyle i we didn't have a lot of money growing up we were actually pretty poor i found out later but as a kid i never once thought we were poor Mm -hmm. never once did i see the financial struggles because my parents did such an amazing job yeah keeping that from me now Mm -hmm. As an adult, I'm very glad that my parents were open and honest with me and told me how we were doing back then because that taught me what I need to do for my future children. Right. Right. And not put that struggle on them. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned that. So, yeah, that's where I have that ingrained in me, where I want to be that provider. I want to do that because I feel that drive and I want to be my dad. Mm -hmm. Like, my dad's my fucking hero. Yeah, I know he is. He really is. Like, he is driven. And yeah. strong. And well, and the fact that he started from nothing to mm-hmm. where he is now, like, that's just incredible in itself. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I, I can't say enough about that man. And mm-hmm. he is a lot of the reason, him and my mom are the reason that I am who I am. Yep. Because they raised me to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously my sister had a lot to do with that too. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason I'm saying this is because th- I lost all that. Yeah, that's the only thing I had going for me was my job and being able to provide and I lost everything. Yeah, which sucked. Yeah. And it was it was just so hard trying to watch you or watching you go through that and not being able to help you in the way that I wanted to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can support you as much as I possibly can. But knowing that, you know, you're struggling financially, you're struggling to be able to provide for us and knowing that I can't do anything about it like that. 
that's hard on me too. Well, and we didn't have our finances combined. No, and that's the thing. Everything was still separated. We're still kind of trying to balance things between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, that was a lot of where the struggle came yeah, from Yeah, like too. finances were the biggest thing. Now, what I have finally come to the conclusion of, well, not even the conclusion, the way that I think I dealt with it is I finally stepped back and said, Kelly, I, I think you're right. I think you need to run finances. I think this is the best way. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'll make the money, you spend it where it needs to be spent, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, we finally got to that point. Now, mm-hmm. I'm always been the, I've always been the one that handled the finances and it's come to the point where it's just, it, it's become too much and mm-hmm. I'm not always the best at keeping up on things, but Kelly is. Yeah. So putting the right person in the right position. Well, and that's the thing. Cause like, so for me going into that position, it just kind of felt natural because I have been like, I've been budgeting and freaking struggling financially for like the last five years. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of felt like a natural progression to kind of put me in that situation because I have been, you know, doing the bare minimum, making ends meet for such a long time that it just kind of becomes second nature. Yeah. So like, I know where money needs to go yeah. at specific times. Well, and I and have how to balance too. it, I guess. Like I ran a business, you know, like oh, totally. I, I know financials. It's just, and you know, there's nothing saying that I can't run financials, but mm. Kelly's better at it. And this, that's something that I had a hard time letting go of. Yes, you did. I really did. Yeah. Um, but I don't blame you at all because who wants to say, here, take all my money and spend it? Yeah. Like, So no. <laughs> that that was our struggle <clears throat> struggles at the start of 2020. Obviously, yeah. like our depression was bad. We had more breakdown days than we really should have. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's what that year was. Um, then if we fast forward a bit, when we started growing our podcast and the How to Love yeah. Me podcast became a little bit of a thing. Um and we had our first heart to heart episode, second heart to heart episode with Hannah. With Hannah, yeah. That episode, I, I'll be honest, guys, that one changed my life. Really? Mm-hmm. Explain, please. So I was struggling with my job. I was struggling with a lot of things. Hannah is kind of a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. She is blunt. She's honest. She's very open, and she's so open. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we never really talked about, but I got a tarot card reading. Yeah, yeah uh, we Hannah, both did. Yeah, we both did. Hannah gave one to me. Mine was freakishly on point. Yeah, yours was weirdly accurate. And one of the things that she told me was I needed to focus on where I was, not where I was going. Yeah. So my job, obviously, I'm not a scaffolder. I don't know this shit. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn all this. And that was an alignment to say, okay, I need to focus where I'm at and not where I'm going. I, I can't just keep waiting for that perfect survey job to come up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then me struggle like that. So what I did is I focused on where I was. I focused on Amico, that company. And, you know, I worked harder at it. I asked for a little bit more money. I got it and everything was great. Mm-hmm. Then um, you were applying for jobs for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was applying for jobs for you. Uh, I got offered a position at the survey company and I took it. Yep. Um, it wasn't for any more money, which was the hardest part, but... Um, it got you back in the field that you wanted to be in. Well, the it field was, that I'm experienced in. Yes. Um, I mean, if I could choose what I wanted to be for a living, it'd probably be a rock star and an actor, you know, something, something famous that I don't have to work hard at. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, that was, I wouldn't say I wouldn't have to work. Okay. Actors work hard. I'm not going to be the one that says that they don't. Because that's hard shit to do. But I love doing it. But anyways. I like putting on a face and pretending. Um, Yeah. Cool. Cool star, bro. 
that's what I did is I focused on where I was at and then something new came, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the other things that I noticed in our relationship, and I wanted to bring this up. Now, obviously, we haven't really talked about this. Well, we have, but we haven't talked about the fact that we want to talk about it on the podcast. Oh, I don't know where you're going with this, and I am concerned. Mm -hmm. You should be. Oh, goodness. Uh, Not really. Not really. So one of the things that I have noticed with our relationship is combatantness. And Mm. that has been probably, I would say between the two of us, that's been the biggest struggle for me. Yeah. In our relationship. That's kind of our little bit of like a power struggle a little bit. (sighs) But it isn't a power struggle. This is what bothers me. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I'm saying it feels like a power struggle. It does When we're in it. Well, it does for me too. Yeah. But I always end up just folding like a... Leaf. Like a bad... Leafs don't fold. I don't know. Like a lawn chair. Folding like a cheap furniture. Fine then. Yeah. Folding like cheap furniture. Okay, continue. Yeah. Um, I mean, it happens. Like, combatantness is something that's like, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is that anything that I say out loud gets scrutinized to the mo- molecule of it. You know, I can't just be general with terms. If I overassume something, for instance, um, the last update, update part two uh, that we just did, mm-hmm. and... Um, I'm pretty sure I said something along, it's been this many days, and you're like, uh, no, it's been a little less than that. Yeah, I'm I'm a very specific person. I deal in specifics. But that wasn't like that mm. at the start of our relationship. I it was at work. <sighs> see what I mean? Do you see <laughs> do you see what I mean? I'm trying to get my words out, and you are picking apart to the point where it's just like it, it ruins my point. I, if anything, I'm kind of making your point right now. <sighs> this I'm showing disgusting. everybody. I'm showing yeah, everybody you are the showing everybody. You're definitely making my point. So the combatantness, that has been something that has come up this year that has been a struggle that we haven't really talked about in our podcast. No, not really. And I mean, like, we've talked about it just between the two of us. And we did kind of think that a lot of it is because I'm not working. Yeah. That was part of it. I think the other part, you know, like you also put experience from previous relationships. Mm -hmm. We're in a financial situation that's a little bit of a struggle, Mm -hmm. which you've had experience at and typically caused you stress. So now it's just like reintroducing that stress in a different way. So one of the things that I've had to do and it's been really tough is pointing out like, hey, you know, don't be so uh, literal with me. Mm. I'm trying to be kind of loosey-goosey with my terms and stuff, and it hasn't been that easy. No, because like I said, I'm a very I'm a very literal person. I'm a realist, and I'm a very literal person. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm a realist, too, but to a point. I like to over-exaggerate, okay? My satire meter is on point. Yes. It's a fucking 10. Oh, it's over, it's, it's over 9,000. It's over 9,000. Oh, my God. Okay, that is the first time you've ever said that, and I'm very impressed. That was a Dragon Ball Z reference, everybody. Kelly made a Dragon Ball Z reference. Did it all for you, boo. Oh, that's so good. Speaking of that, I gotta find my dragon. I gotta find Gohan. Yeah, he's, he's still packed away. He's in a box somewhere. Uh, He'll fight his way out. No, actually, I know. I think I know exactly where he is. But anyway, that's a problem for another day. Yeah. Um. But for right now, yeah, that has been a struggle for me. Is mm-hmm. like how how do I keep that, and how do I not get mad about it? 
Yeah. Because it's super frustrating when I'm trying to get my words out and then you just stop me and pick apart a small part of my sentence, which doesn't really matter to the point, even though it might be a slight over-exaggeration. That's the part that irks me. See, and I feel like the reason that I do that, and especially like I feel like the reason why I have kind of a hard time with the over-exaggerations is because that's something that Stephen who we have not brought up in quite mm-hmm. a while, mm-hmm. that was something that he was always really, really bad for. Yeah. But he would over-exaggerate in like a negative way. Yeah. So he would make things seem or feel a lot worse than they actually well, were. Well, son so that's, of a bitch! Yeah. So I feel like I'm just, honestly, I'm just kind of figuring this out now as we're talking about this. Oh, shit. So I feel like that's kind of why it's a bit of a trigger for me. Because huh. I've dealt with it in the past. And especially when it comes to being like, we were struggling financially and all that stuff too. So it's all like compounding into this previous relationship that I had. So it's like, I'm having all of these, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Flashbacks. Kind of flash. Lack lack of a better term, some PTSD. Little bit. Yeah. Little bit. It's kind of like bringing me back there and it's bringing out the combativeness because it's like, well, fuck that. I'm not going to go through that situation again. I'm going to fight it. Mm -hmm. Right? So I feel like that's kind of where a lot of that's coming from. Totally. And that makes sense. But the issue is, is you're not fighting it. You're fighting me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because in my mind and because it's kind of like bringing into that previous relationship it's like i'm fighting him i'm not fighting you i'm fighting him but at the end of the day you're fighting me yes at the end of the day it's you and i should apologize for that so i'm sorry that's okay just try to stop (laughs) well and that's the thing now that i've kind of like unpacked this Mm -hmm. a little bit i feel like it might be a little bit easier to catch myself hopefully catch myself because i mean this has been a struggle for us for like the last yeah like four or five months probably and I mean, a lot of it, one of the things that we've realized is that Kelly gets off on being, you know, work Kelly. Mm -hmm. She loves putting on her boss pants. She loves being the boss in a situation and knowing that what she says is right. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is Kelly and I have a working relationship. So she's had that relationship with me. And because she doesn't get that, she doesn't get her jollies off from actually working. <laughs> yeah. So she has to get her jollies off on me. Yeah. And not in a way that I enjoy. Wish you guys could see the face that I'm giving him right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a pretty disgusted face. It is. But you should see my face when she's combating with me. It's about the same. <laughs> so that's the thing, guys, is like we have all these things that kind of stack up and, you know... One of the things that I do in this situation and because like there's been a lot of times where, yeah, like she'd pick out something really small in my sentence, ruin what I was saying to the point where I'd get twisted up and then I'd go, I don't even know what the fuck I was saying anymore. And Mm -hmm. I just walk away. Yeah. Like that was the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I said 19 instead of 18. But that wasn't my point. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, like going back to kind of like how all of this is in the back of my mind. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a trauma response, Mm -hmm. basically. So I don't know where I was going with that sentence. So that's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's trauma. This is what you're doing. You're, you're reacting. You're reacting to a situation in a natural way. But unfortunately, your natural reaction is kind of bitchy. Well, I wouldn't even say that it's my natural reaction. It's a... Knee jerk. It's not even a knee-jerk reaction. It's a reaction that I have had to learn based on previous trauma. Mm -hmm. 
And it's not like I want it to be a natural reaction. And like if I was, I feel like if I was working and if I was able to kind of like, like you said, put my boss pants back on, mm-hmm. basically, even though you were my boss and I was bossing you around. Um, well, you tried. <laughs> I tried. You tried. I flexed quite a bit. You did. But there were still quite a few times where you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say quite a few. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pick you apart. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. There were a few times. but I A do few. F- yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like if I was working, I probably wouldn't be quite as combative because I like I know that I'm good at my job. I know that I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. So if I could kind of bring some of that combativeness back into like a working relationship, I feel like that would take a lot out of our relationship. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, like this, this has affected our relationship. There's mm-hmm. been nights where just like, I just want to sit in silence and mm-hmm. and just be quiet for a little bit because I am super fucking frustrated right well, now. Well, because you're tired of me giving you shit. Yeah. You're tired of getting in shit, basically. I'm tired of getting in shit for trying to do good things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's been a big struggle and that's part of it. I mean, Steven has a bit to do with it. Mm-hmm. Our previous history, the fact that you're not working. These are all problems that are... All they're, rooted around it. Exactly. They're all just kind of stacking on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's just one thing that we can fix. Mm-mm. It's a whole lot of. Yeah. So what did we learn from 2020? Well, and that's the thing. <clears throat> we haven't even finished going through all no. the adversity that we went through in 2020. No. Because, no. I mean, what else do we have? Well, so I only went through my one layoff. Yep, that's true. I still took on another job that I was name hired for, which is freaking incredible. Mm-hmm. However... That job turned out to be not quite exactly what was expected. And I ended up getting laid off at the end of the project. Yep. Which sucked, however, was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because it gave you us the... You hated ad- that job. That Well, I, did, I wouldn't say that I hated it. I didn't like the the kind of like up and down the the weird schedule because like it was a, it was like a pipeline project. So people were working kind of weird hours and... You know, things were kind of all over the place and I didn't know who was working when. And Mm -hmm. it just made it very difficult for me, who's been in an office for so many years, who's used to working very strict hours, to be able to jump into that working from home and, you know, getting calls on the weekends Mm -hmm. and that type of stuff. So, yeah, like it was making me really, really negative and Mm -hmm. it was putting me into just like a shitty mindset. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like... (sighs) It's, it's, it's just tough. I mean, no matter what, yeah, that was a tough year to go through. And that was a hard way to end it. But I mean, when we ended it, when you got laid off, you were... I was relieved. You were so relieved. There was a point probably about a week or two before I got laid off where I think... I, I can't remember if I was talking to you or if I was talking to my best friend, Michelle. But I basically just said, I feel like I would be happier if they just laid me off. Yeah. Because this job is making me miserable. Yeah. Yeah. You said that to me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. probably Michelle. Yeah, probably and, Michelle. And too. probably everybody. Yeah. Probably Jadine, probably my mom. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody knew. Yeah. So getting laid off was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because then we were able to you were able to talk to your previous company mm-hmm. about us relocating to Cold Lake because I needed yep. to know where I was going to be looking for work. Yep. And then that eventually led us to where we are now. Yeah, exactly. And now we live here. So yeah, like twenty twenty like that's the thing. 2020 ended from the 28th on. Actually, no, from the 18th on, 2020 became a great year. And it turned itself around to the point where we now live in Cold Lake. Mm-hmm. I have a solid job. Yep. You have... I have a couple uh, You leads. have applied to yeah. some amazing positions. Mm-hmm. 
that you are 100% qualified in a small town. Yep. Which, you know. Well, I mean, city girl. Yeah. All the city experience, moving to a small town. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like you put all that together and yeah, 2020 literally turned around and we took everything as a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way I looked at it is, well, (laughs) what I told Kelly is um, our relationship had to be tested. We're we're in our 30s. We are getting married this year. We're hopefully going to be starting a family this year. We're going to be making all these big leaps and bounds in our life. So it's like we needed all of the adversity that 2020 dealt us Mm -hmm. in order to be able to be strong enough to get to the next point. Yeah, exactly. We needed to be tested. We got a decade worth of shit in a year. Well, because between the two of us, we had three layoffs and five job changes, six job changes. Yep. In 2020. Yep. That is fucking ridiculous. In one year, guys. In one calendar year. Yep. That's insane. Just mm-hmm. to even think about that is insane. Yeah. Oh, it's it's absolutely insane. It doesn't make sense. But, you know, that's what this year was. And mm-hmm. we, we took it on the chin and we're persevering. Mm-hmm. And we are killing it. Yeah, we are. I mean, if you look at it, like all the negativity and shit that we were dealt, we still managed to find a lot of positives in it. So like if we were, you know, dealt kind of a shitty hand, we would do something for ourselves that would become a positive. So Mm -hmm. like we started our podcast, we got engaged, like we basically took 2020, all of the negatives around it, and we managed to find any sort of silver lining that we could. We made our own silver lining. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, which is something that you have to do, guys. I mean, it was a hard year, but we're all walking away from it. Exactly. That's the thing, guys. We're walking away from it. It's like a bad car accident. Mm -hmm. If you're able to walk away from it, Mm -hmm. you're doing great. Yep, exactly. So just walk away from it, guys. Mm -hmm. That's That's, the big thing. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yep. Catch your breath. You can Mm -hmm. always learn. Mm -hmm. You can always learn. Yep. The only way you can fail is by not trying. Exactly. Because just because you weren't a weren't successful doesn't make it a failure because you learned what not to do. You learned how things don't work. Don't ever think that because you got pushed a step back that it's going to screw you up for the rest of your life. No, if anything, take that as a learning moment and grow from it. Use mm-hmm. it. Use that shit moment as a stepping stone to your better life. Yep, exactly. I mean, yep. I had tons of challenge. I had people challenging me in ways that I was never expecting to be challenged. I mean, you know, look at me doing the video editing. In the last year, I learned how to video edit mm-hmm. and create promos. Yeah, from... And edit a podcast. And actually, you know what? Let me just say too, from a program that you have never used before. Mm-hmm. This is a brand new program to you. You programs. Com- yeah, programs. Sorry, yes. And you completely learned how to do it. You built our own templates. You showed you taught me how to do things on True. programs that I've never once touched before. Like we we did do a lot of learning and a lot of growing. Yeah, like, you know, I had to learn about sound production and how to set up a podcast and how mm-hmm. to record one and how to we had to figure out how to upload it and what do you do and how does this work? Which program works the best? Yeah. Which one gives you the most uh the, the most amount of hours where you don't have to pay out of pocket yeah, for it. all the and research. And yeah, like there was a lot of research and stuff that went into it too. It was endless. And it you was. know, getting the right equipment, setting up the right equipment, figuring out our setups. Making sure that our sound quality isn't garbage. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like... <laughs> what? Exactly. Yep. 
<laughs> Only the best quality setups here. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was all what we did. Mm-hmm. That that was 2020. So again, yeah. guys, like we will be pulling a lot of lessons throughout the rest of this podcast yeah. from 2020. Yeah, definitely. 2020 was a year that we will not be forgetting anytime soon. Nope. nope. Exactly. But hindsight being 2020, mm-hmm. I'm so glad we went through it. Me I'm too. so glad we had these challenges because we wouldn't be here. Exactly. We wouldn't be in the exact place and not even just like physical place, but like mindset yep. that we're in now exactly. because we're so much better for all the shit that we went through last 2020 year. made us better, not worse. Exactly. 2020 made us into better and stronger individuals because we, and also a better and stronger partnership. Yeah. Cause like one of the things for me is yeah. Financials have always been a big part of my life and not having those really made me rely mm-hmm. on not having those, Yeah, which was a, it was good for me. It was really good for me. You know, I got to say, I think financial stress is one of the most difficult stresses I've ever gone through. Me too. Me too. Because yeah, like, you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. Like you can only work so hard. You can only put in so many hours. You can only make so many cutbacks. Yep. Exactly. It's And it's, when it comes to financials, I feel like it kind of like rules every part of your life. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing with financials, guys, especially in a relationship, is don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. We can't control this. It is what it is. Yes, financially, you might be irresponsible and spend extra money, but just be open and honest about it. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a spender, say you're a spender. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The thing is, is if people know exactly what they're getting into, mm-hmm. that's the important part. Exactly. Be open and honest about it. That's it, guys. Open don't and hide honest. it. No, exactly. Exactly. Do not hide it. Do not be a little bitch about it. Just be like, just own it. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know what? I know I'm kind of shitty with my money. So I don't know, like at least at least the other person knows about it. Yeah, because like even with mine and Kelly, like combining our finances, the one thing I said is like, okay, well, you know, here's what I spend my money on. Yeah, exactly what I spend my money on. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just if I can go buy fishing hooks and ammo, I'm happy. (laughs) And gas. If I can go buy man things. If I can go buy things to make me the manliest man that ever manned. Yep. I'll be happy. Then you'll be a happy man. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So yeah, guys. Yeah, so I mean, that was kind of our 2020 in review, Mm -hmm. I guess. It was a little bit of a shitstorm, but we learned a lot from it. Yep. But one thing we haven't done in 2021. Segments! Segments! I apologize. I was a little too close to the mic. A little little too peaky there. Sorry, guys. So, how you triggered me. 2020, how you (laughs) triggered me. Well, honey combative mm. being combative because yeah. that triggers me all the fucking time mm-hmm. because you stop me in the middle of a sentence to point out one inaccuracy in my sentence but you know what i know why you're doing it i have a better understanding now and mm-hmm. i can understand it yeah. and never once have i ever yelled at you for it no not no. at all that well I, we've we've gotten in a little bit of like kind a of spat yeah we'll call it a spat it's not really like an argument it's not like we ever like yell at each other or anything like that like we don't we don't yell we don't scream yeah well, i might drop an octave yeah if you drop an octave that's when i know shit's getting real dad voice yeah dad voice you let out your inner dean yeah 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 let the dean fly yeah that's his dad's name in case you guys were wondering yeah. yep so yep. anyway um that's how you triggered me mm-hmm. in 2020 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but okay. you want to know what want to know what which is another segment that we have. Yep. New segment, guys. Yep. You want to know what? I'm okay with it. 
Yeah. I'm okay with it because the way I look at it is you're meeting a bunch of people. You're getting, you know, we're moving to a small town. If you're going to be combating with anybody, I'm glad it's not strangers. I'm glad it's not family. I'm glad it's me. I mean, if anybody's going to get the brunt of it, I guess. But I yeah. still... So you want to know what, though? Okay. I'm very glad that out of all the combatantness that you have, that when you meet people, you put that shit aside. Mm-hmm. And you are just like, I'm honestly happy to meet you. Oh, and you totally. don't give a shit. And if there's anything that happens, I'm the one that gets the brunt of it. Even though it sucks for me, I'm still really happy it happens that way. Well, and I do feel like I need to find some sort of better outlets for that. I don't want you to kind of like be my more or less punching bag for yep. lack of a better way of putting it. That's not at all what I ever want to be doing to you. Yep. So I do know that that's something I need to work on. Totally. I need to find some better ways to better outlets, I mm-hmm. guess. And also... Just a tip. Just a tip <laughs> with Catlin. in all the segments. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking care of all my segments. Oh, so one of the things that when it came to your combatness is I put myself in your shoes. I'm like, there's no way that she's just snapping at me because I haven't done anything wrong. So one of the things that I did in this situation, I said, you know, she's got to have a reason for it. That's where I got like the work combatness and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I tried to put myself in your shoes. Yeah. So just a tip, guys. If you are getting in shit... Put yourself in their shoes. Try to figure it out that way. Mm-hmm. Don't just look at it like on your side. Look at it from their side. Obviously, they don't want to be upset. I'm pretty sure your partner, your lover, your wife, your husband, your best friend, anybody you're in a relationship, if they're snappy with you, I guarantee you they don't want to be. No, and that's the thing. I never want to snap on you. And I always feel shitty after I do snap at you. Yeah. But, I mean, I just, like I said, I got to find better ways to go about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But why I love you. Mm -hmm. That's right. I'm going into the why I love you. Because you made all this happen. And you were supportive. And we're here now. Mm -hmm. And you're happy. And you you have thrown yourself into this lifestyle. And that's why I love you. (sighs) Well, you know what? You know why I love you? Because you have... (laughs) You have been such a rock throughout this entire move. Anytime that I have been kind of up and down, anytime my emotions have been up and down, you've been there to kind of like bring me back down a little bit, kind of help bring my mood back down a little bit, kind Mm -hmm. of bring me back grounded, center me. So, and honestly, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for you even getting this job opportunity, we wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for all of your experience, all of your abilities, your, drive your yeah your your drive you i i don't think i've ever met someone quite as driven as you well i drive you up the wall too but well also true yeah that's how i trigger you though that's different yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, i mean but like if, yeah. if it wasn't for your drive and for all of your experience and for all of your hard work we wouldn't have been able to make this move well, so that's why that's I do why it. i love you and that's why i do it for you yeah well, it's for us. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So hindsight being 2020, guys, wasn't a bad year. We can all learn something from it. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. That's about it, guys. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something. I hope you can take a little bit from 2020 and learn from it and make yourself a better person. Exactly. I hope, you know, I know that 2020 held a lot of shitty hands for a lot of different people, but I hope that you can learn from it. Yeah, exactly. Because if we can't 
learn from our history, we are doomed to repeat it. Exactly. And with that, I said it better myself. And with that, guys, we love you. Thanks for listening. And bye. bye.